evening denizens of internet wonderland. It's time once again to kick back, relax, and listen to the soothing sounds of the melodious cat streaming through your airwaves. As we veer once again down the rabbit hole, of Internet Wonderland, and a happy All Hallows' Eve, Eve. I hope my voice finds you well. Welcome back to my home. This is Cheshire's Place. As always, I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. You can find me in my small little corner of Internet Wonderland by clicking a like on my Facebook group page, Cheshire's Place, a looking glass into logical madness. You can always find this podcast and all of its episodes on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and many other platforms. And if you ever feel like dropping a line, saying hi, or giving any thoughts or suggestions for upcoming episodes, feel free to email me at CheshireLookingGlass at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at PlaceCheshire. So here we are. It's the night before Halloween, the full moon is out, all the crazies are already out because there's like a few parties close to my place, and I like to try to avoid those because I saw a creepy clown walking around, it almost reminds me of uh, someone I used to date, Um, just saying. But anyways, I figured that seeing how tis the season... We can reflect back at some of the more peaceful times for Halloween whenever we were kids and we got to dress up as our favorite characters. Who am I kidding? This cat was only after one thing and one thing only, and it was those sweet, delectable Halloween treats. So before we actually get into everything that we're going to be discussing tonight, just a real quick PSA to all the parents out there, even though that Halloween, in the normal sense, is pretty much canceled. There are many events out there in your communities that you can actually take your children to. There are haunted houses that are following um, social distancing protocols. There are trunk-or-treat events where you can take your kids for Halloween candy. But also remember, if you are going for candy, please check the candy that you are receiving. It's still a dangerous time out there. You never know what people are trying to put into those delectable treats for all your ghosts and goblins and ghouls that are running with you in their wonderful costumes. And if any are dressed up like the Cheshire Cat, feel free to send a uh, picture and we'll put it on the Facebook page. So, we're not really going to be discussing Halloween tonight. We're 
going to be taking a step back because this podcast idea was supposed to come out last week, but due to some timing issues, we weren't able to actually put it out there. So that's what we're going to do tonight. This is going to be a double shot weekend. So we have a podcast coming up now and one tomorrow directly on Halloween. But seeing how this is the season of Ghosts and Goblins, and it actually does play a little bit into one of our topics for our overall subject. Have you ever noticed whenever you're watching TV, whether it's a TV show or a movie, that you're moved by it? Either it makes you happy, makes you sad, makes you scared, makes you stand up and be ready to join in the battle. We can find this in live action, we can find it in animated, we can find it in comic books, but for tonight, I think we will dive into the world of anime and manga. And with me to do this is always my best friend, my co-host, my hetero life partner, the man, the myth, the legend, Monkey. Monkey, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Cheshire? Doing fantastic, especially now seeing how we got all the microphones working officially and everything's good to go, so we're set. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we'll, we won't have any more um, additional audio issues, so once more... Doing a podcast, it's a, lear- it's a learning experience, and we're taking this step by step. Exactly. That's all we can do sometimes. Definitely, definitely. So, Monkey. That's seeing, me. <laughs> seeing how tonight's episode is about anime and manga, I know you have a little bit of information to share through Monkey Coconut News, so let us have it. All righty. Well, um, I, this was... Part of the initial announcement I had last week, and then a little bit more of an update. So, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, also known as Demon Slayer, uh, dropped their movie about two weeks ago in Japan and in Japanese theaters. And opening weekend, it actually grossed $44 million in Japan alone. Now, a couple of days ago, at their 10-day mark, they actually had grossed $100 million. And again, keeping in mind, this is only just in Japan. It has not gone anywhere else. This is just the Japanese theater box offices on just this movie. Which is a very big surprise. It's probably the biggest opening they said. Um, outside of, I believe, Spirited Away was the, the biggest opening they had beforehand. But now it's actually grossed more than Spirited Away has in theaters in Japan. So, see, that's amazing. And... <clears throat> What we've noticed in the past few years, especially in terms of animated movies, because you can take a look at the Dragon Ball Z slash Dragon Ball Super movies, right. um, you know, Battle of the Gods, Resurrection of F, uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly, even the My Hero Academia movies that have been coming out, and of course now Demon Slayer. There is a big want for right. anime movies out there, especially if they are matching the source material just like how Demon Slayer is. Right, and, that, and that's the, the difference between Demon Slayer's movie and a lot of the other previous movies that had come out is that Demon Slayer is actually picks up right at the end of where the first season ended off at, and it's supposed to bridge into the second season. So 
a lot of other anime movies tend to be kind of one-shot offs where they're not really canon, but they're semi-canon, and you don't really know exactly where they fit into it sometimes. But Demon Slayer is very specific. Even at the end of the first season, it said, you know, stay tuned for, I believe it was the Ghost Train or Fire Train, is I believe is what the movie is called, and that that's when, where they picked up at. So that's actually amazing. Now, just as anime can produce good movies, and we've seen it, I mean, Spirited Away, um, Akira, mm-hmm. um, of course, our favorite for this type of holiday, the Vampire Hunter D movies. Right, I, definitely. Yeah, um, Berserker, especially the newer ones, the um, Golden Age arc that they're right. doing one through three. Um, if you haven't had a chance to take a look at those Feel free to look at them on Hulu or Amazon. They have all three of the movies out. Um, it's very true to the source material from the manga, which is amazing. Um, you know, in, in your opinion, mm. do you think there's going to be a big upswing in manga movies? Um, anime and manga movies, I want to say even right now because of with the uh, pandemic going on, there is a higher call for animation than than live action right now and that is a lot of of to be taken into uh aspect of including a kind of not technically anime but animation in general uh netflix uh recently even stated that they are going to try to put out four feature films a year that are completely animated so that's just a little show that there is a focus on animation if not anime specifically right now Yep, and I remember during one Monkey Coconut news segment, you mentioned that a, um, what was that gentleman's name again? Uh, Don Bluth. Yeah, he's coming back out with right. his own studio, and he's introducing new, younger talent to bring back pencil-drawn animation. Right. So, I mean, there is a big shift for animation overall, but let's get into our subject, which is going to be anime and manga. Mm-hmm. So we're going to treat this as a first-timer's guide to anime and manga. Now, the reason why is because prior to this episode, is actually a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine who's never watched anime before called me and was asking for anime suggestions. And it got me thinking. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be coming into the world of anime and to the world of manga, whether they watch it, they read it, um, research it I, I feel that they need to know the different types mm-hmm. and what to expect from these different types right so let's just get this part out of the way just like with any other film or tv industry anime and manga does encompass a lot of the similar genres i mean right. you have your mysteries right you have your horror you have your comedy, you have your periodicals, mm-hmm. um, you have your musicals, right? Um, you have your action, your science fiction, mm-hmm. um, your more avant-garde and dare I say risque. Right. And and as a side note, a lot of people classify anime as a genre by itself, but that's one of the really interesting things about anime is that. It's a genre that does encompass all the other genres into it. So when, whenever you would go to, back in the day, when you go to like rent a video, uh, anime had its own separate section usually. 
And, but if you go in there and look at the anime, there you would see things like, you know, your love stories, your action adventure, your sci-fi, your mecha, you know, all, all these different genres that you would expect to see of all over the place of the rest of the, of the video store, but they're all in one section. Exactly, exactly. So, <clears throat> we're going to discuss the different sub-genres of anime. Now, I guess it isn't, I guess it's better to say categories of anime as right. opposed to genre, subgenre. It's more of a category type thing because genres are like your horrors, your mysteries, so on and so forth. But in terms of anime, they have specific categories that are meant for different demographics. Right. And you get a little bit of everything in these different demographics because it's to appeal to that age range. Right. So, <clears throat> first one I think we should talk about. Even though we don't have young children that listen to the podcast. And if they do, then, you know, I I, I applaud you, but you, you probably shouldn't be listening to us. There's, there's a lot of things we talk about they probably shouldn't listen to, but... <laughs> you know, once more, shout out to Axel Braun for anyone that listened to the last <laughs> episode, just saying. Um, but the first one is called Komodo, which is... Aimed at young children. Now, these are the ones that technically we grew up with as, you know, young purveyors of anime and manga. Well, and it's even, it's the, probably I would say the the stepping stone into anime for, for young children. And they might not even understand what anime is at this point. But it's your, uh, I guess the best way you can say is it's like your beginning, your beginner's area where there's no major, major things that go on in there that would be too crazy slash, you know, um, over the top. There might be some, like, side gags in there, but it's geared toward the younger children audience. So seeing how this this category um, is geared towards younger children, this is where a lot of anime-based toys also come right. from. So one good example is Beyblade. Right. You know, I'm not going to lie. I played Beyblade, okay, quite recently. <laughs> I'm not, not going to. This cat tells no lies, honestly. Um, Just likes to watch it spin. This exactly. Exactly. I mean, a shiny thing, a shiny top just spinning around. I mean, it's amazing. It's entertainment for hours. Add in a second one and watch him crash. Granted, it tweaks my whiskers a little bit, but watching him spin is a beautiful thing. Um, another good example is, you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Or not really Yu-Gi-Oh!, but Pokemon. Pokemon and probably, <clears throat> in the, you know, the sister series to that were, you know, like Digimon and, and Monster Rancher. It's, it, they're, they're geared toward younger people. Um, yeah, there are some, I guess you could say, major story things, but it's, it's more of a, it's something just entertaining to watch, and there's no major, major things that usually happen and now granted some movies of that you know there can be some heart-wrenching scenes that might be traumatic to children but you know most of the time it's mostly just you know just entertaining popcorn watching show basically for kids exactly and and i'm not gonna lie but also for adults too because yeah true i mean come on remember metabots mm -hmm. 
definitely Metabots was was the bomb back in the day. Yes, it was crazy bad dubbing, <clears throat> but eh, you know, <laughs> it, it was still worth it though. And yeah. then of course like um, Die Gunder, yeah, um, Dinosaur King. I remember watching right. Dinosaur King. Then yeah. of course you did mention uh, Pokemon Digimon. Yep. Um, I mean, come on, those series are still going, especially right. with the reboots for Digimon. Right. But I think Digimon's newer series. I, I really haven't gotten a chance to really check into it yet, but. I think that goes into one of the other categories now because since they are older, they do start to focus on more adult-like themes right. or at least teenager-sized themes as opposed to the younger children's themes. But the first three, four seasons of, of Digimon were your your stereotypical Komodo-style series where it was, hey, little kids going around, you know, doing fun things but having things that people will see and like, hey, I want one of those. Mommy, Daddy, buy me that. Exactly. Now, as we speak about the Komodo category, we do have to mention the OG. Hmm. And this is one of the, this is actually one of the first anime that was ported over to the U.S. And many people during the time didn't realize that it was animation or it was anime. So we have to talk about Astro Boy. Right. I mean, Astro Boy, for those who are too young to know what it is. It's pretty much, how can I put this? If you play Smash Brothers and see the character Mega Man, Mega Man, in a way, can be related to Astro Boy. I see more akin to like almost like Pinocchio, and I think that's where uh, the, the actual creator, who was uh, Tetsuo Naito, mm-hmm. I believe, which, not to be confused with Tetsuo Naito the wrestler, is that his name? Yeah, <laughs> maybe they're related. Maybe they might be the same guy. Who knows? Yeah. Well, no, not no. doubt it. But, but anyways, uh, yeah. The uh, it was meant to be like a robot version of Pinocchio, and you know, because he's treated like a little boy. Um, he's but he's still technically a robot, so he he's got that kind of yearn and feel to be, quote unquote, real a real boy, but he's just going on these little adventures and because he's a robot he can do all these other things so exactly so let's continue the age progression so we have komodo for younger children right now we have to step into the young to mid adolescent teen phase Mm -hmm. now there are two types of genre for this one being shonen which is geared towards young boys Mm -hmm. and then there is Shoujo, which is geared towards young women. Right. Now, let's start with, I think the ladies deserve a little bit of love first, mm. so let's go with Shoujo. Okay. Now, these are the stories that have more the whimsical, you know, romance aspect, right. you know, the things that you would find in, like, American teenage girl books. Right. So, some series that relate to this. One of them being an OG, Sailor Moon. Right. One of the probably the most popular ones that almost everybody who's ever who's not even heard of anime has heard of Sailor Moon. Yeah. And that that's just showing the testament of how popular anime had gotten into the United States where you don't even have to know anime and all of a sudden you hear Sailor Moon, you're like, Oh god, Sailor Moon. Hey, don't Cartoon you... girls. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, that's what it is. People know Sailor Moon. So another one would be Fruit Basket. And, you know, that one is actually a good one. I used right. to watch it. I mean, I had the Fruit Basket pig hat, you know. It was actually 
come on. I, I think I still have that picture somewhere um, with myself and your brother and a couple of our <laughs> other friends. That was actually fun. Um, Maid Sama, which is somewhat of a newer one. It's your nice, typical high school romance type deal, you know. Um, Wolf Girl and Black Prince. Um, one that cannot, and another one that actually crosses the line between Shonen and Shoujo would be Vampire Night. Right. Um, I would even say, say even, um, uh, Inuyasha would probably fall into this category as well because it's, it was geared more toward a female audience because even the writer slash artist was female. And this was one of her more popular series as well. And just to show that she's also the same creator that created Ron My Half as well. Um, And this series, uh, that series had the romantic build-up between, obviously, Inuyasha and Kagome, but it did have that action-y feel to it that even, quote-unquote, boys can get involved into it because it's action enough that they watch it. You know, they'll they'll probably go yuck the the kissy scenes or the you know the romance build, but but they're like, hey, look, Inuyasha swinging a giant sword. That's awesome. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Or even like Rosar- Rosario Vampire, right? Because that one has a lot of build up, and that one actually falls into another cate- category that we'll be yeah. discussing. But that one could be more of a shojo esque one as well, right? Um, and also a little bit of shonen because there's some good fight scenes in yeah. there. So. As you'll notice, audience and listeners, my my fellow uh, cats that are out there, with anime, with each different category that we'll be discussing, episodes and series can cross over into these at any given point in time. Right. So now let's talk about Shonen, because Shonen is actually one of the biggest ones out of all these categories. Right. And this is probably your your more recognized series fall into into the shonen genre because the popularity of them have have crossed over so much into the mainstream that you can't even sit down without hearing about some of the series names and not even realize, hey, this is all quote unquote shonen series. Exactly. Now the idea of shonen and the biggest producer of shonen, we have to talk about shonen jump. Right. Which is obviously named because of the the genre, which is the shonen. Now, shonen is ideal for young teen boys and also for weebs like us because right. we enjoy action. We enjoy a little bit of lighthearted comedy, but mainly we're in it for the action. Right. Now, with Shonen Jump, they produce a lot of manga and they put it in a weekly book for each chapter. Right. Now, while talking about Shonen Jump, we have to talk about the Shonen tri- uh, Trinity. Right. Which has to be Naruto. Mm-hmm. Which has to be Bleach. Right. And Dragon Ball Z. Okay. And if you want to even throw in, I would say Bleach is probably one of the more rec- uh, recognized ones, but I would say probably even One Piece would probably be in there more than, than Bleach because not only the long standing of it, but... <clears throat> it is still kind of one of the bridge series that people have seen and heard of, even if it was the really, 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 really bad, 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 very bad interpretation done by four kids. Yeah, we will not discuss the interpretation yeah. done by four kids for any I think I have PTSD still from that, but I, I watched one think. episode, I'm like, nope. 
the very first episode was horrible. Yeah. It made me it made me cry. Ways. It made me cry. Like seriously. It was horrible. Especially if you've seen the the original series even in manga form or anime form. That yeah. Yeah, exactly. And now we also have to talk about the new Kings of Shonen. Mm. I mean, you're my hero academia. Right. You're Fire Force. Mm -hmm. You're Seven Deadly Sins. Mm. Um, Even going as far as... um, ah, I was on the tip of my tongue. Um, Black Clover. Right. Because Black Clover is medieval Naruto. Right. Well, there there was the joke that when when Black Clover and My Hero Academia and Boruto dropped, you know, they were calling them Son of Naruto, Black Naruto, and Green Naruto. Because that's basically what they were. Exactly. But they really do stand out on their own. Especially if you read the manga, because there's a lot of information. There's a lot of good um, chapters. There's a lot of good um, storyline buildup and progression. So if you're interested in these mangas, definitely yeah, definitely read them. Especially now in terms of Seven Deadly Sins because they're coming out with a new spinoff manga that's going to be based on King Arthur and the Knights of Camelot. So that one I'm actually interested in. Right. Now I'm, I'm more interested in the, uh, you know, the, the, the Hundred Year Quest f- fairy tale series. Yes, yes, that be... one too because of the God Dragons. Yes. Now, for those who don't know, fairy tale is coming out with a new anime series based on the Hundred Year Quest. Uh, the manga is ongoing right now, correct? I believe it's wrapped up, I believe. We're going to have to take a look at that. Yeah. <laughs> That's all but, I got to say about that. But, yeah, we're going to check on that for y'all. Um, but also, as a side note, um, the Shonen Jump app actually is very, very good for for the price as well, which is, I believe it's like four ninety nine a month, and it's unlimited reading, as opposed to you know other forms of digital comic reading online and whatnot. You can see why the popularity of manga and anime has gotten up a little bit more than mainstream comics and, and uh, I guess you can call it North American animation because well, yeah. price-wise it is more, I guess you would say, uh, befitting to most people or more more tangible, I guess, is the nice way to say it, with, with you know current situations going on around the world. Um, we're looking at you, DC Universe, and uh, Marvel Comics on yeah. that one. Um, mind you, even if, comicsology as well. So, yeah, because uh, they increased in price, didn't they? Not too long ago. I couldn't tell you. I don't. I, I don't have it, so I, it I, cost I, too much for me in the first place. Yeah, <laughs> I, I used to have it for a little bit, and you know that's how I was able to read like the Batwing series. But anyways, continuing on. Um, now with the age progression, now we have to look at young adult men and women. So. There is Jose, which is more entitled towards young adult women. And then Signing, which is aimed at young adult men. So once more, we're going to show a little bit of love to the women. So the, so with the age progression in anime and manga, there are more topics that are being covered. Right. So... Let me break out my handy-dandy list here because I thought I had it on my notes. Then I remembered I actually had to look it up. Again, and these these are the the series. Again, the progression in age, it starts to go into more adult theme-ish 
or be like more romance, more, you know, talking about sexuality, something that that people wouldn't really focus on to the younger audiences, but for the older audiences, like, you know, talking about job-wise and things like that, where this that's why these are more in the older themes. Exactly. So some good examples of Jose would be Honey and Clover, um, Princess Jellyfish is a good one, Pet Shop of Horrors, um, Michiko and Hachin, and Nana the Go- the Kokosin, Paradise Kiss, and there's tons others. Right. And <clears throat> honestly, I think in a way um, there is one, Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Yeah. It's that would be considered one. Probably, I would say, yeah. Um, again, that's another Studio Ghibli film, just like Spirited Away. And um, Howl's Moving Castle. Howl's Moving Castle as well. Yeah, those are series that probably would be more Jose's theme than Shoujo or Shonen or even mm-hmm. Senen. It's because um, they, they do focus more on the relationship build, but there are a lot of other themes going on in there that are, I guess you can say, more adultish. Exactly. And as a side note, I, I did look up the fairy tales information, and the fairy tale manga did wrap up in 2017. Oh. So now coming out U.S. wise, I don't know where it's at at this point, or even other countries, but in Japan it did wrap up back in 2017. So there you go. Now let's go with the uh, seinen or seinen. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely more towards adult males. Um, this is your more progressive action, a little bit more gory, a little bit more bloody, right. more serious overtones. Um, Excel Saga. Right. Psychopaths. Yeah. Berserk. Of course you have to go with Berserk. I mean, right. come on, look at all the violence. I mean, even in the manga, Young Guts, as a kid, was abused by right. his foster father right. and was even traded out and he was abused. He there's a lot of there's a lot of overtones on right. Berserk, so it isn't intended for younger readers. Right. But if you do decide to read it, use caution. Right. Or even Goblin Slayer is another one that yeah. I always throw in there because it's there. There is a lot of aspects that they talk about in there that obviously you shouldn't be talking about this with younger kids. I guess you can say, you know, yeah, any, anyone that's under the age of seventeen shouldn't really be talking about it. Or yeah, great. Granted, it's. It's an anime, it's a manga, it, it's adventurous, it's kind of crazy fun, but there are parts in there where they talk about things that, yeah, that, a little bit older audience needs to look at it. Yeah, not they're kids. not suitable for younger readers or viewers by any means. Right. And we are definitely stressing that. Right. Um, if you do decide to let your kids watch it, view it yourselves first to see if it's going to be appropriate. Now, we do know that there are those that are in the anime manga community that would let their kids watch it, but at least give them fair warning on the graphic nature of certain scenes. You know, they don't exactly blur anything out. Well, they kind of do, but it depends on what 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 it is. Yeah. Um, Another good example, you know, old school one, Cowboy Bebop. Right. I mean, that's one of my favorites. Uh, Trigun. Trigun. Like, I didn't realize that Trigun was a, was a sin in one, mm. but it does make sense with, you know, the 
the nature right. of the entire show. Right. Um, let's see. JoJo Bizarre Adventure. Yes. That's probably one of the more popular ones currently. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Tokyo Ghoul. Right. And one of our favorites, uh, One Punch Man. One Punch Man. Which, for for those who don't know, uh, One Punch Man is, is called such because the main character is so overpowered that he literally obliterates anything he punches one time with one punch. I mean, you literally see body parts flying all over the place from being punched one time. A big, big blood splatter across the wall from smacking a giant mosquito lady into the wall, and it splats all over the side of a building. On a side note, I can't wait to see if Axel Braun is going to try to <laughs> adapt this into one of his uh, movies. Um, if he does, um, Axel, if somehow you do listen to this podcast, we would like to be the first viewers for it. Uh, here, I thought you were auditioning for the part of, of playing One Punch Man. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I don't exactly have the the face or the body for um, that type of entertainment. <laughs> I just want to be able to view Air it. Airporting, in case you guys didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be able to watch it and give a solid review on why people should watch his rendition of One Punch Man. I I would be interested in seeing it myself. I, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it, it would be hilarious. So Axel Braun, um, if you're listening to this, um, you know Cheshire Looking Glass at gmail dot com. You know, just email me. You know, let's talk. But anyways, let's move on. So this is more. It's a category slash subgenre for right. this one because it does encompass the first six that we really discussed right and six six so komodo five. shonen shoujo sign in jose that's five. five math is hard yes it is um so this one is called izakai so for those who've never seen that izakai anime you or probably, at least you don't know you've seen it yeah so pretty much it's when someone is transported to a different world whether they're transported through a magical gate or through virtual reality or they die and they reincarnate or some type of weird magical spell just sends them to a new place. There's different reasons why this happens, but they're all going to a different world. Right, and this guy literally translates into another world, basically. So, um, if you think of it that way, um, it's not just limited to, you know, physical transportation, but even mental transportation or psyche transportation so um good a uh, good analysis of these would be like uh the old series dot hack yes which um more commonly looking at things uh recently uh sort are online is is pretty much that because you they are stuck in this alternate world even though it's a video game it is quote unquote still a different world to them uh overlord is another one um uh the ReZero uh series. Um there there's just a, a great big giant drop of all these uh that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Um let's see, what else did I No Game No Life. No Game No Life. Um Inuyasha Inuyasha also is in Isekai as well because it's transported back to in time kinda, of, but still 
a different world to them. Yeah. Oh, also remember um, Inuyasha's sequel series. Um. The oh man. Yash. Yashimi. Yeah. Yeah. Yashihime. Yep. Is out, and if you go on Hulu, because mm-hmm. they do simulcasts over the weekend, it's on episode. I want to say seven or six or seven by now. No, it's on. It'll be on episode five. Really? Because I've been watching it on Hulu. Oh. So yeah, because whenever you came over That'd last week, it seven. was on three, and then it went over to four. So it should be five or six. Is that by possibly now. for that? So you should take. You should watch it. It's actually pretty good. I and they know. also announced. It's the, probably in my in my my bundle of stuff probably but they also have an announcement for the american voice actors yeah. for the show actually, <laughs> actually you're gonna have to look it up because i think you might be happy with the choices that they have for it honestly um i, I don't really watch dubs so. <laughs> another good example of an izakai one is actually gate 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 is definitely a great one as well um yeah that if you haven't seen gate that is probably one of the more i guess say interesting fun series uh because it's the kind of the uh man what's the best way to say this well there there's a gate in in that opens up in tokyo and it's like stargate basically that's the best way to explain yeah. it yeah you're right it actually is pretty much stargate right. For a fantasy world, it isn't alien technology. It's right. magic and demons and monsters. So that right. actually is a very good analogy right. for it. Um, there is one that we do have to discuss, though, and it would be considered an OG type anime, and it has to be Escaflowne. Escaflowne, exactly. Yeah, um, and that's one of those series that can be kind of dropped into, I want to say the 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 shojo area. Because the main focus on that was the romantic buildup, but it is a main character gets transported to this alternate world where there's magic and and monsters and stuff in there. And Mecha. And Mecha too, yes. Definitely got a Mecha. So, which is actually our next category that we have to talk about but is... There is one other great isekai, though, manga that's no, currently going no, on. No, no, The no. greatest manga wait, of wait, all. Wait, 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 wait. Before we dive into this one, it is. You tried to escape it. (laughs) Yes, I did try to escape it. Now, mind you, just like with comic books and movies and TV, there are always parodies. Mm. There's always characters of different personalities in the real world. And this one, and I'm going to let Monkey describe this Isekai. Um, its protagonist is someone that you wouldn't expect to be a protagonist. Well, depending on where you're from. <laughs> where, yeah, where you're from, yeah. But, Monkey, you get to talk about this one. Go for it. All right. So the series that I'm talking about, and if you do some searching online, you could probably find it. You might be able to read it. You might be able to just see some even screenshots of it. But the series is called Ride on King. Like riding on something. Riding on top of something. So the main protagonist is essentially a parody character of Vladimir Putin. And his whole genre thing, his whole story is that 
he has a sense in himself to be able to ride on to things and dominate things, basically, whether it be physically or, you know, just figuratively. Even the opening scene where they first introduce him, they show him riding on top of a tiger to, to, to the office in where he's at, and I believe it's Prussia is what they called it, but... Um, but then he gets, quote-unquote, killed, but then he ends up being transported to a fantasy world. So, where he sees dragons and stuff, and at first he thinks he's on the scene of a, mo- a set of a movie. But then once he realizes that things are real, his first thought is, I want to ride on that, I want to ride on that. Because he sees a dragon, and then he sees centaurs. So his, his, his little dream thoughts is wanting to ride on things. But it's it's a great series. It's pretty fun. I, I I enjoy it very thoroughly. Now I do have to piggyback to our last episode because um, in relation to comic books, there was one comic book that we didn't get a chance to mention, mm. and it fits into this character character and parody style. And for those who remember Dean Kane, right from Superman Adventures of Lois and Clark fame. He's now in comic book form. Mm-hmm. Monkey, you want to talk about this one because it makes my whiskers square. <laughs> well, Dean Cain's political views are a little bit more conservative than the majority of Hollywood slash, you know, uh, TV world personalities. So um, he actually is kind of being parody charactered in a comic that I believe was still in Kickstarter. I don't know if it's still going on. But it was called The Magnificent Seven. Where he's essentially a Superman-esque character in there. And it's hilarious. And he does play Dean Kane, who does turn into this Superman-type character in there. So. So, <laughs> with all that being said, we're going to take a small little break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to dive into the rest of the anime manga categories. Now, these next set are going to go into a little more adult themeish. Yeah, with the exception of the mecha one, which we will be discussing directly after this because everyone loves a giant fighting robot. Super fighting robot. Just Mega saying. Man. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. But. When we come back, we'll talk about the manga category, and then we're going to go into our more adult-oriented anime-slash-manga categories. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Continuing on into our uh, first-time viewer-reader episode for Anime and Manga, we're going to be discussing Mecha. Mecha, Mecha, Mecha. Now, mind you, Mecha means giant robot. And in terms of, like, anime, manga, we, we have to talk about some of the classics. Right. Which, the biggest classics, I mean, Gigantor. Right. Um... The Big O. Right. Our personal favorite, the Gundam series. Right. Which the Gundam series encompasses so many different ideologies, um, so many right. different themes in terms of their Gundams or right. even nowadays Gumpla. Yep. Um, because I know that, I, that you showed me um, Gundam Build Fighter. Right. Um, one of my biggest favorites... Which was probably fall under the Komodo type series because it is more geared toward kids. Yes, definitely. With the the building and whatnot. Um, one of my favorite out of the Gundam series was G Gundam right. because tournament based. Then of course everyone knows Gundam Wing. Right, that was probably one of the most popular series back in the early mid nineties, and when Gundam and anime started making their big show in in the U.S. Yeah. Um, then, of course, um, Evangelion. Yep. Definitely a good one. And probably one of the most classic series that, when it first came out, people didn't even know what anime was, just like with Gigantor. Um, that would be the Robotech Macross series. Yes, definitely, definitely. Um, then there is one in particular that I actually enjoyed. And it was surprising because I didn't think I would enjoy it. And it actually covers... You know, like the beginning of it would cover Komodo, but then Mm -hmm. it went more into Shonen in a way, and then it went into Senane. And that's Gurren Lagann. Right. Because that one had a lot of depth for it. Right. And 
trust me, if you want to see a good progressive story that deals with giant robots that are bigger than universes, go with Gurren Lagann. I would say Pat Labor myself. Yeah, that Pat was, Labor is That good. was a great one, too. Um, Lelouch yeah. was a good one because it did actually have giant mecha. Um, wasn't Eureka 7? Yep, Eureka yep. 7. <clears throat> um, in a way, even mecha can go with mechanized suits. Right. Um, so Infinite Stratus right. is a good one, which also that one covers into another one that we're going to be talking about here in a moment as well. Mm. Um, but honestly, if you had a chance to have any type of mecha from anime, which one would you want? Ooh. So, yes, th- this is the big question. Man, you got to hit me with something like this out of left field, man. This hey. was this was not in the script, man. Okay. What script? Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. There's just so much versatility to a lot of them. And it's like, I mean, I, I do like the classic uh, V fighters from 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 uh, Robotech. Like, you know, the um, the ones that they had with uh, Roy Faulkner and uh, and Rick Hunter. Right. Um, because they they had that whole aspect of they were, you know, switchable between the three different formats, which was kind of funny because that's where Transformers got the aspect for a uh, uh, Jetfire slash Skyfire, depending on when you watched it. They they had to change his name because of copyright things, but where he would have a robot form, an airplane form, and then the Gearwalk or mid form or Guardian form, depending on wh- wh- when you watched it. So it was that those were pretty cool, um, but yeah, those were. It's, it's kind of really hard to to, to choose because, uh, right? I would just I'll just crazy fun and probably go with a uh, uh, petite guy or bear guy from from, from Gundam <laughs> just because it's a giant bear. How can you not love a giant bear robot that is smashing true. through things? You know that is true. Now there is one OG Mecha series I forgot to mention, and it just dawned on me. What's that? Voltron. Oh, true that, true that. Because take a look at it. Like, mm-hmm. the first iteration of Voltron was the Five Lions. Right. Or or as it was called in Japan, Go Lion, which yeah. goes Japanese for five. So, And then you take a look at the second Voltron where it was all the multiple vehicles from land, right. sea, and air combining. And then there was a third version of Voltron that wasn't really released in Japan or wasn't released in the States really, but it was dealing in a way where it was a middle earth type deal. Right. And it was three gladiator robots that combined into Voltron. Hmm. So, and I saw bits and pieces of it in on YouTube, which you can probably find it on YouTube. But aside from that, it was, it's one of the lesser known ones. Um, well, that just kind of reminded me there was a really weird classic, uh, I want to say 70s or 80s series where it was like a bunch of kids and the school turned into a giant mecha. It was very weird and trippy and I don't think it got released in the States, but I saw like scenes of this and it was just fabulous. And, and, and when I mean kids, I mean like literally like grade school kids were piloting this giant mech from their from their desks, so. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> I should actually try to find that one. If anyone knows what that one would be, drop us a line. Let us know what the title is because I'm interested in watching it. 
Now, hopping from Mecca, I think it's time that we discuss more of the adult animated manga and anime. And before we do that, I do have to give a shout out to one of my favorite YouTubers, Nuts Taku, because he actually does um, videos relating to this where it's the most cringiest of scenes from this this category. Yeah. And it's actually very hilarious because what he does, he makes fellow YouTubers watch these clips. And he calls them cursed clips, and they right. really are cursed. They are <laughs> the worst of the worst things that you can watch. Not because of what it shows, but the reaction. The, the reaction is so bad. But the first one that we're going to talk about is harem right. anime. Now, this is categorized in either harem or reverse harem. Now, whenever you're dealing with harem, it's a male protagonist surrounded by beautiful women. Right. Now, examples of this is How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Right. Um, Infinite Stratos actually goes within this category as well. Um, there was one I was thinking of. What was it? Um, the Overcautiously Hero. Right. That one's actually a very good one. Um or even if you want to go classic, you got the Tenchimoyo series. Yes, yeah. Which had different narrations. The Tenchimoyo in space, Tenchimoyo in Tokyo, Tenchimoyo in love, which also had several different movies as well. Which, again, the, the, the basic aspect is one main protagonist, usually being a male, and multiple females vying to be their quote-unquote bride or lover or whatever. Um, a little bit more on the, I guess, adult side was one that was based off of a visual novel, which was called, oh god, I, can't, I just remembered what it was called and I forgot it now. It wasn't Sekirei, was it? No. Because uh, Sekirei would be one. Oh. Here, you think about it. I'm going to chime off a couple of more. Shuffle. Sh okay, yeah, Shuffle, Shuffle. That's what it was. So, I mean, Shuffle, um, Monster Masume. Yeah, Monster Masume, yep. Um... Rosario Vampire, right? Because it has one human guy being surrounded by beautiful monsters that could totally wreck shop. But they think that he's not a monster, but he's just hiding his monster very, very well. Well, it, that's one of the rules of the school. Exactly. <laughs> um, there's now in terms of reverse harem, I really didn't get a chance to research reverse harem anime and manga. Um, I guess one of the best aspects of, or one of the best examples of that would be like kind of a uh, Osen uh, uh, School Club. Orson. Oh, Oran School Club. That's yeah. it, yes. Yeah, Oran uh, School Club because, you know, the the one main character is actually a female and she's surrounded by a bunch of different male figures who kind of all seem to have affections for her, but she's oblivious to it. And that's usually the objective of a harem or reverse harem series where the main character seems to be almost oblivious to it and that's where usually the the comedy aspect of most of these series come into play because a lot of them do tend to be comedy series um there's just so many different things that can happen in all these series like just like with all the other genres 
uh, so many of the different aspects of other genres can happen in these categories. Or you can have a very adventure one. You can have a very romance-built one. Um, which Orin uh, School Club is kind of very romancy. So I, I would say that would probably fall under the the uh, shoujo line yeah. more than anything else. But it could also be kind of partially Josen as well. Because they do talk about relationships and, you know, the fact that they mistake her for a, a, a guy initially. And they, they, they try to play off that that they that everyone else thinks that she's a guy for the longest time, too. All right. So I found some examples of reverse harem. Um, Fruit Baskets is no, actually a reverse right. harem. Um, the Wallflower, Dance with Devils, mm-hmm. Kamisama Kiss, yep. Brothers Conflict, um, Fushigi Yugi. Fushigi Yugi, yep. That's another classic series as well that was also... I believe that's technically also an isekai as well. Yep. Because she, she gets transported into this kind of fantasy world as well. Um, Neo Angelique Abyss. Um, there's there's quite a few, right. honestly. There's quite a few. Now, <clears throat> going from harem and reverse harem. Right. Here we go. We're about to s- slowly dip our feet further. But say you, you went with feet. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're not going to go with that. We, we didn't use that uh, clause, honestly. Nah, true. So, we're going to have to talk about Echi. Right. Which, Echi is more for adults. It has sexual innuendo, sexual right. content, without showing actual sex. Right. And, and I guess you can see Echi is kind of would also be a subcategory or, or subgenre of the uh, Josai and, and Seinen um aspects because it is adult themed but you can throw in ecchi in there because what ecchi is is essentially uh, a, a nice way of saying perversion or perverted and um, it doesn't even have to technically be a uh, full-on you know perversion it's just sometimes even uh perverted jokes or like a lot of times in a lot of anime the nudity sometimes that happens in some some older series is not used for sexualization. It's used for more like comedy bits. Uh, best example I can give is Ranma Half, where the main character swaps between being a guy and a girl, and there's times where, oh, when he swaps into a girl form, his top might come down, or in showing, naked. showing yeah. the female top part, um, or getting groped from behind, you know, and and then all of a sudden the, the the whole you know hand squeeze like oh whoa you got a chest you're a girl, you know, again th- those are like etchy aspects. Now again some of them are a little bit more adultish, perverse, borderline to the next step after that. But we'll we'll go with some list here. <clears throat> so, no game, no life, is it etchy? Um, Heaven's lost property. Mm-hmm. Chivalry of a Failed Knight. Hmm. I, you know what? It actually does make sense, quite honestly, with some of the content. Right. Um, kill the Kill. Right. I mean, there's a lot of nudity in Kill the Kill. Well, not even really nudity, but it's it's, it's nudity implications, and well, I guess there is considering the one group is called New Speech, but yeah, um, High School DXD. Right. Um, food Wars. Right. 
I mean, come on. They they orgasm from eating food and their clothes you know. magically strip off. Granted, it's them in their mind when this happens, but... It's a reactionary thing. Yes, yes. Um, but there mm. are tons more. Right. Um, R18 Love Report mm-hmm. is, a, is one that people should watch out uh. for if you're going to venture into this category. Um, I know I have another good example. I'm just... Oh, even more recent, if you're looking at recent things, there was a series recently called uh, Peter Grill, uh, I believe is what the series is called. Uh, that one would be another one. Uh, uh, what the hell are you doing here, teacher? That's another one. That's pretty etchy. Um, again, these are all series that there there is um, nudity, um, implied nudity, implied sexual... Tension, whatever. Which another one would actually be Seven Deadly Sins, right. because um, Meliodas is just the ultimate yeah. pervert. Well, he he doesn't beat Hapasai or or Roshi. I'm sorry. That is true. No no one can beat Hapasai or Roshi. I, I think if there was a perv off contest, those two would just go for months, yeah. years. Especially Roshi. He's immortal. Well, Hapusai also. Yeah. He's gotten so old, he's shrunk down to a foot tall. Come on. That that, that shows how old he is. Uh, there, there, There's a, a little small theory I used to have, when I, and I still kind of have it now, where the older you get, you start to shrink. Um, you know, if, you, if you think I'm joking, think about any of your elders and think about how, how tall they look now and then ask them how tall they were when they were younger. You can obviously tell that they've kind of shrunk, whether it be them hunched over or, you know, you know, just ailing other f- things with them. But the older you get, you get shorter. That's 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 the, 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 the rule I've learned. Yes, exactly. And, so, of course, there's the, the biggest one of all, the, one of the greatest animes, according to my anime list, uh, you know, wait, which wait, falls wait. under, it, it falls under Echi. You sure? It does, because there is no actual... Sex, well, okay, Here, here's the thing. Again, the difference between Echi and the next line is actually showing sex. And that's including, I guess the nice way of saying is insertion. Or genitalia. And, and genitalia. Well, the, I guess genitalia can still fall under this as well, but any actual insertion and penetration of genitalia. That is what makes it the next step after Echi. You can show them... But as long as there's nothing going, I guess the nice way is going into anything, it's not the next step yet. So, again, it was the top anime on my anime list at the beginning of the year. Thanks to Nuxtaku. Thank you. Thanks to Nux. Thank you. <laughs> but um, it was uh, Ishizuku re- Reviewers, or Inner Speeches Reviewers, which is, again, as if you've listened to us before, we've talked about this series where... The basic premises was the group of guys would frequent the different types of species brothels and rate them based on their experience. You know... And that does fall under etching. That's the reason why it was on broadcast television. Okay, so that does make sense, quite honestly. So, now that we covered etching... All right. 
we have to go into the worst of the worst. All right. Quote, unquote. Not really. I I wouldn't consider it the worst. It's probably the best. Depending (laughs) on your view and take. Hentai. You have heard this before. Mm -hmm. You've seen the memes. You have heard the jokes. Hentai is like the Deadpool of anime because it is very in your face. It is for adults only. That's the best way to say it. Yes, it's very much for adults because unlike Echi, there is penetration. There is high sexual conduct. Um, I shouldn't say conduct, content. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes with this. And, you know, this is where the pen, the tentacle porn right. um, jokes come in because that is synonymous with hentai. Well, e- even the, the best example I can give is uh, when people first heard about anime, they always kind of associated it with the more adult ones that were out, which because back in the day with the old video rental places, a lot of times the anime was in the same area as the adult movies. And that's because most of the things that they were getting at the time weren't the great fun series of like, you know, Dragon Ball and stuff like that. They were getting the more hentai movies. So everyone associated, oh, anime, you're talking about adult porn cartoons. No, it's not all adult porn cartoons. That's just one part of the genre. Again, just like we said before, you can't say Mission Impossible is a porn. Well, you can, but you can't, yeah. depending on what version you're watching. Hello, Axel Braun. Hello, uh, Axel. <laughs> but, you know, again, uh, that that's why hentai is still its own category which technically hentai can fall under its own category in the quote unquote main list of categories with like action, comedy, anime, hentai. Hentai is technically still its own thing. And that is the the main focus of that is the adult sexual movies. Now a lot of these do have stories. A lot of them stories better than most of the adult films in the US, unless they're directed by Axel Braun. Yep. So <laughs> All right, so I do have some examples of anime now, mind you. Anime or hentai? Sorry, hentai. But I'll say hentai. You, you, you fell into the trap. Yes, sorry. I do have some examples of hentai here. Now, mind you, once more, this is not for younger viewers. This is for adults, i.e. those who are 18 years and above. Now, you can find these videos on different websites. You can order them from different websites. Um... Unless you're in Australia. Yeah. Before we actually dive into this list, let's talk about that. So, yeah, I, I believe I mentioned this on a previous somewhere or another, but if I didn't, um, Australia has gone into full um, ban any adult-based anime or manga from the country. And that's including things that would probably fall under just etchy and not technically hentai or adult because they've established that there is some exploitation of characters in this in those in those scenes 
Um, usually it's because the characters just look young. Um, and again, with most anime and manga, a lot of the characters do look young, but they can be, you know, in their late teens, early 20s, even early 30s, and still look young. Again, it's a quote-unquote cartoon. It's a animated feature. It's a publication. It is not a real-life person. But the big thing about this is, and it's due to the fact, as Monkey said, it's exploitation of characters that look young. Right. And this really borders within the lines of, within their view, possible child pornography. Right. Because it is characters that look young. It makes it seem like that the older antagonists, protagonists, are trying to take advantage of very susceptible youth. Right. Which, it isn't really the case. Now, there are categories of anime and manga that deals with this. Right. And you know, we have to talk we have to talk about those a which, little bit. Which I which if you don't find them on your notes, I believe they are Lolicon and Shotokan. Yes, Lolicon, Shotokan, which is dealing with characters that look extremely young for their age or they are within that age range. Right. Now, granted it is artistic expression mm-hmm. for these types of anime and manga. You know, yes, they do cross some lines at times. Right. That There are some series that are pretty much, yeah, it is, you know, the exploitation of a small child. But then there are times where they just look young. And um, I best example I can give of that in current series information or recent series was uh the Uzaki Chan wants to hang out. Yes. Where the main character um is a female who is nineteen years old in in the series, but because she's got that childish face and childish features other than her chest size, um, uh, people would say she was a child of underage proportions. But obviously she is not. When they explicitly point out here's her age beginning of the series here's her age one year jump same episode yeah all right so going into the list of hentai um now mind you we really don't watch hentai (laughs) sorry okay maybe monkey does but you lie i know you do very rarely very rarely but some examples. Uh, Angel Blade. Right. Angel of Darkness. The Black Bible series. Um, Call Me Tonight. Demon Beast Invasion. Elven Bride. Uh, Girl Next Door. I Dream of Mimi. Immoral Sisters, which is a complete series. Kama Sutra. I didn't even realize that they made an anime of the Kama Sutra. You know what? We'll just go with it. Um, Magic Woman M. Night Shift Nurses. Office Lingerie. Papillon Rose. Slave Doll. 
What the hell am I? Sex warrior pudding. I swear if someone ever comes out with some type of weird pudding and calls it sex warrior pudding, I give up on the human race. I actually believe there's actually four episodes of that, so. How would you know? You know what, monkey? Don't answer that. It's you called know. research, damn it. Yes, yes. Research. Mm-hmm. Um, Venus 5, Vixens. Welcome to Pia Carrot. Wow. That's another one that's got like three or four episodes. Mind you, he knows way more about this subject than I do. But. I'm a connoisseur. I'm a man of culture, okay? And and you even forgot, like, probably one of the most, um, I guess you could say even famous series. There's a couple actual really famous ones. There's um, Bible. The Blue Girl. Yeah. And there's also um, Le- uh, Euro Sugiduji, or Legend of the Overfiend, which uh, these were ones that I actually remember renting at my local video shop, um, not realizing that they were hentai. I just saw, hey, anime, I want to watch that. And I was like, whoa, that's that's not what I was expecting. Sometimes anime and manga can leave you very much surprised. Insane. That's when I became a man of culture. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, excluding Echi, excluding Hentai. Oh. I think that it's time that we give you an actual beginner's list of anime that you can watch if you're coming into the world of anime among and, and again, you gotta remember, um, with just like with any other movie genre or television genre, there are those sub genres in each in this genre. So Look for what you like. Do you like action? Do you like comedy? Do you like suspense? Do you like thrillers? Do you like horror stuff? You know, think about what you like first and then look at series because there, I'm willing to wager there is a series that you will like just based off of what your tastes are normally. Exactly. So I think I'm going to start off with in terms of like Komodo series. Right. I have to start off with the OG Astro Boy because right. that is the one that really kicked off anime here in the U.S. Mm. Um, so, aside from Astro Boy, I also have to give it to um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Quite honestly. Because it really crossed over from Komodo to Shonen. Right. With, like, just with the original Yu-Gi-Oh! Just the progression of the story. Well, even if you read the actual manga of Yu-Gi-Oh, that was more shonen than Komodo. Right. Because the whole whole Shadow Realm thing was essentially, they sent them to hell. That's what it was. It wasn't Shadow Realm. It was he sent them to hell. And because they killed people, basically. Right, exactly. So it was more shonen, almost even borderline senin at that point. Yeah, true. Because you, you, when you realize how dark it was... Um, there was some craziness in there in, in the actual manga. Now, the anime, obviously, that was still more Komodo-ish. Now, some of the newer stuff with, like, the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! 5G and um, I, I can't remember the new series that's going on right um, now. Zexel. Well, there's a newer series that's going on right now, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Excuse me. The last time, the last one I remember was yeah. the one after Zexel, and yeah. that's whenever they were crossing the different dimensions. Right. 
So, and that falls more into the shonen anime style than at that point. Yeah. But the original initial shonen, um, excuse me, Yu-Gi-Oh series was Komodo. Now, the thing is about the Yu-Gi-Oh manga. Now, with the series, it focuses in on the card game. Of course, that's the big seller. But right. the different shadow games really didn't wasn't really based on the cards. There was one episode where I think it was Joey and one other person. They had a one-inch punch contest, and they were holding an object in their mouth, and the the loser would be the one who would drop the item from their mouth, and they would be banished into the shadow realm. So that's one example of how crazy this anime was, or this manga was. So if you get a chance, definitely pick up the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga. It's definitely a good read. Um, what is one of your suggestions, Monkey? Um, for Komodo style, obviously Pokemon. Yeah. Because that is the most Komodo style of all of the series. Because just even watching it outside of you know the movies, it is just a feel good series. You can sit there and watch and enjoy. You you don't get too crazy with anything in there. Yeah, you can get some emotional attachment in there, but that's any series at all. True, true. So, um, outside of that, um, again, the, the original Digimon series, definitely a Komodo series. Um, Yokai Watch is another one that's currently going on. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go classic, classic, um, the original Hello Kitty series. Yeah. That that is a Komodo series. So. Let's not forget Sergeant Frog. And Sergeant Frog. Well, Sergeant Frog was kind of. Sergeant Frog was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in terms of shonen, now granted, I can say Dragon Ball Z, I can say My Hero Academia, I could say One Piece. You know what? I'm going to go with, if you're looking for an old school classic, you have to watch either the original Dragon Ball, because it is shonen. Right. Or you have to watch Dr. Slump, which is from the creator of Dragon Ball, Akira Toriyama. And it was his actual first manga and anime adaptation, which, if you take a look, there's actually a crossover between Dr. Slump and Dragon Ball. And there's even an episode in Dragon Ball Super where there's a small crossover, (laughs) which that one was funny because Vegeta got his butt kicked by a robotic little girl. (laughs) It was hilarious. Really? Now, there is one shonen I do have to mention, and it's slept on mm. quite a bit, and that's History's Strongest Disciple. Yes, definitely. Because, you know, it's a story about a, a, a high school boy who was always picked on, who was always taunted, and through meeting a new friend and through these crazy cast of characters for martial arts masters, overcame his self-doubt, overcame his fear, overcame being bullied, and was able to do amazing things that he never expected to do. I wouldn't really call it overcoming his fear. It just his fear took over him. He learned to turn fear into a weapon. (laughs) You know, without being Batman... Right. But, you know, he used it in a more positive light. Now, the manga, 
like I had a chance to read the entire manga. I got to read the the D of D tournament, the Yami and Yoni um, arcs, and you were nice enough to get me the OVA. Right. By far, if you want to jump into Shonen, where it's a little more realistic. Granted, there are some aspects with the masters that are not realistic. Just, just remember, if you become a martial arts master, your eyes glow white. That's how you know you're a martial arts master. If your eyes aren't glowing white, you're not a master yet. I'm That's what I learned from watching that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I wish my eyes could do that. Not only do they, <laughs> not only do they glow white, but they beam out like flashlights. Exactly. So, if you really want to break into shonen, I would say. History's Strongest Disciple. And it's available on Hulu, too, so... It is. Um, Mind you, the dub does not exist. Go for the sub. It makes more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, How about you, Monkey? What would you suggest? Ooh, this is kind of one of them crazy things. Um, I would say if you want to go into classic stuff, I would recommend Shaman King, which is actually supposed to be coming out with a new new, uh, version. It's supposed to be coming out soon, an updated... You know, remake of it, but you've seen uh, the artwork for it, haven't you? Oh yeah. Oh, it is oh, sexy. Yeah. It is very sexy. Uh, so that's an that's a good one. Um, there is an OVA that I would recommend se- watching. I consider it shonen. It might fall under senin, maybe. Okay. Um, it is called Angel Densetsu, and this is about a character who transfers to a, a new school. And this is more more comedy than actiony, but uh, the main character essentially, when he transfers, he has a physical appearance that makes him look like he's part of the yakuza. Okay, I remember you telling me about this. And because of that, everyone thinks there's something wrong with him. They think he's evil. They think he's mean, even though he's the nicest kid in the world. And he has a problem where he kind of stutters when he gets too excited. So it sounds like he's just screaming and wailing at people <laughs> when he's yelling when he's trying to say something to them. It, it is just a great OVA. I think it's actually technically a one episode thing or one like mini movie, but there some places might have it broken up into two. So, but it's really great. Uh, I would recommend checking it out, especially the manga. Um, it is a fun action, uh, fun comedy series, is what I will say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Outside of those two series, and again, because I'm trying to just show you the depth of the differences in things. Um, oh, man. Uh, I, I would have to recommend for more current things, uh, Fire Force is a very yes, good one. Yes. or uh, And then No Shobotai, as it's called in, in, in Japan. Um, that is another one. Um, if you've ever heard of or seen Soul Eater... This is uh, made by the same creator. So it's very action-y. It has a lot of comedy. Um, and there are some supernatural aspects to it. So it's a good, fun series to get into. Yeah, there's some minor kind of etchy-ish things in there. But nothing actual um, of explicitness. It's more for comedy aspect. Exactly. Now, in terms of... Like Jose, definitely. You skipped the whole entire series. Oh it's... yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Shojo, have to go with Shojo. Um, of course, Vampire Night, Sailor mm-hmm. Moon, um, Fruit Basket. Right, of course, Fruit Basket. 
whether you watch the original version or or the uh, current remake version, which is really really good as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, because I was going to say Jose, I do have to recommend. I can't believe I'm about to recommend this. Yuri on Ice. Yuri on Ice is pretty interesting. Um, oh, that's one of the things we really didn't talk about. Is um, kind of falls under both Echi and and hentai and even the Jose and. And uh, the sending thing, because it's more of an adult theme thing. Um, there are two categories that are kind of fall, or two genres, I guess, or categories, a little both. And that's uh, Yuri and, and Yaoi, which are um, basically translates into Yuri is um, most commonly thought of as girl on girl or girl love from another girl. And Yaoi is more guy on guy or. Guy love or boy love, as some people will say. Sometimes they'll even uh, abbreviate it to BL or, or boy love, is what they'll say. Now, mind you, with Yuri and Yahweh, it isn't sexual content. It's more implied relationship. Right. It, it it it's implied relationship, but then can progress into that if in some some aspects, which then will take it into the more hentai genre as opposed to it being, you know, kind of. Jose or Senin. Exactly. Now, the big thing about this, and I'm mentioning Yuri on Ice because this is one that is very popular and actually very mainstream. Um, and it throws you off with the title, too. It really does. It really does. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail, but if you want to take a look at it, because it can also fall under Shoujo right. within the first season, and then it progresses more into the Jose. Um, if you want to watch it, give it a shot. There is some light comedy into it, but there is moments of seriousness because it does revolve about um, around two individuals that are competitive figure skaters. Right. So you can see where there's a rivalry, a love-hate relationship, a love-love relationship. There's a lot of depth for these characters. Um, now, I know I skipped um, Senin. Well, okay. Well, Senin, I I can jump into that one. Yeah, go for it. Um, my recommendation on Senin is a series called Sayuki, which is, um, in case you're not familiar with it, Sayuki is the name of the Journey to the West story, which is what the initial plot to the original Dragon Ball series was. But Sayuki kind of focuses on the four main characters, which is uh, Shagojo, um, Chohokai, Goku and Sanzo the priest. Now, this is a little bit more um adultish, I would say because well, the aspect of it is is that they are trying to fight, you know, the the ox king um by going west to India whatever, but the priest Sanzo actually carries a gun. Great 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 jump in there. Oh, no, no, no. Let, let's continue. Uh, this is also a priest that will smoke and drink. Yep, and eat meat, which again, all all against the Buddhist culture of what the the, the monk is supposed to be. But and and swears, yes. swears like a sailor, pretty much. Like even if you go into, um, Sakayuki Reloaded, right, which has Goku, which has the priest, and then in, introduces two additional characters. Oh, they're, they're all in the Sayuki series right, already. Oh all, yeah, all, true. all four. Of them. They they do their origin stories, I think, in the Reloaded, but yeah, or the Reloaded is even more of an updated, more just rehash but yeah but you know this is definitely one that is like 
more towards adult right. males because of the action, the violence. You know, it, it's definitely like just like how they did with um, Final Fantasy. Right. You know, whenever they had Noct and those characters, it was what, 15, 16, oh, whatever it was. I, I played Final Fantasy Eight, and then when I started playing the card game on there, I lost all my cards. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so that was actually a very good, you know, mm. starter. That right. is a very good starter. Um, for me, I would have to go with Trigun. Mm. Trigun definitely is a good one as well. And one that no one ever thinks about that's very slept on, Escry. Escry, yes, that's yes. actually a pretty crazy, interesting one. Um, I, I wish they would have it on Hulu or Netflix. I miss watching it. Yeah. Because it was, a, it's an amazing anime. Oh, yeah. And even, even in terms of that, Ooh. for Mecha. Yes, definitely. Um, Evangelion. Evangelion. Um, and even another one, uh, kind of falling back into um, action-y, but very, obviously more adultish. Um, uh, Grappler Baki. Yes. Definitely. Yes, because if if you like martial arts, Grappler Baki is I would say probably the ninety seven percent most realistic anime out there. Granted, there are some things that were like no way, nah. But everything else you can see where okay, that's actual legitimate stuff they're doing there. Mm-hmm. And also in the same vein of that, if you have Netflix, check out Keegan Ashura. Yes, that's also a really really great one I heard. Because oh yeah, and I actually got a chance to read the manga. Uh. it's like it's full of action hmm. now granted I'm not going to spoil it but Spoilers. but hmm. read the last chapter read don't read chapter. that first though read read everything yeah. else then read the yeah. last chapter don't read the last chapter first exactly, exactly. just cheating um, but there was one other that I was going to suggest for this one what was it ah I cannot remember off the top of my head. Um, we'll just have to come back to it, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Um, now, we do have to talk about Isekai. Oh. Yeah, you skipped Jose. Did we talk about Jose? Yeah, we did Jose. Oh, well. We did Jose it. and Shoujo a little bit together oh. with Yuri. Oh, well, I guess I, I got one little other thing to add to Jose then. Okay. Um, and this is an action one too, and has some comedy in it. Um, this is another older series. It's called Air Master. Yes, I remember. I would definitely check that out. Um, again, this is another one of those almost pretty legitimate kind of series where a lot of you can see where the aspects of it can be realistic, but other parts of it is just, you know, okay, that's way out there. And that one actually falls under Yuri, too. Kind of also as well, yep, because the main character, well... Almost even reverse harem as well. Yep. But they're all females. So. Yep, exactly. Um, where the main character is a female, and she's a martial artist, and there's kind of another female character. Uh, the rest of the female characters, at least one of them, seems to call herself her wife or her girlfriend. And she's kind of like, okay, whatever, cool. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of weird, but it was actually a very good series. It's a very fun series, especially if you like, you know, again, with the action martial arts stuff. There are some comedy bits in there. Especially the the world famous line of, "Are you trying to make babies with me?" Yes, yes, all because of Sakimoto Juliet. Uh, yes, <laughs> that character was awesome. If I had to be any character from that series, it'd be that man because I, he was just 
he's prolific for that series. Yes. Mm. K. 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 No, no, no. Like the letter. Oh. <laughs> because that's a good sign. Yes. Sun and series. Yeah. Um, that one's actually a very good one. Um. All right. So. All right. So edgy. Now. Oh, isekai. Isekai edgy. Okay. And no, no, isekai. Um. For this one, of course, you know, it's them transported to another world. Mm-hmm. So, a good one that I have to suggest that's more lighthearted. Um, in a way, it's lighthearted, but it does have some good spinoffs. And that is Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. Because you have the original episodes where they're stuck in SOA and Offline. And then... Whenever they're well, in, not stuck in Elfline, they just kind of go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, then of course the one where they go into the gun game, mm-hmm. which you know, is the gun game and then Alsatian and yeah, and, and then of course the movie the world. that they released. So, yeah. so that one I would have to suggest. Right. Um, how about you? Um, definitely Gate. I would say is a really good one. Um, that one again also falls under kind of the harem aspect as well. Um. That that's one of the Marys. No, that's not the Marys. But it's it's a fun story, and the fact that the main character is a weeb, because yeah. he he even says the only reason why he has a job is so he can maintain his hobbies. He doesn't he doesn't have hobbies because he has a job. He has a job because he wants to maintain his hobbies of collecting manga and other things like that. Yeah, exactly. To the point where he was actually on his way to a convention when everything happened. That just shows you how much of a weeb he is. <laughs> um, another good one, um, and I can't believe I forgot to mention this during when we were talking about the the breakdown of the different ones. Uh, Konosubarashi. Yes. Um, yes. where the main character gets stuck in you know this alternate world because he died, because he you know had a heart attack because he, he was so sleep deprived and everything. He had a heart attack. Um, and then he drags the the, the goddess with him to the other world. Yeah. So. Um, one that I definitely have to mention for Isekai, and, you know, I, I barely thought of this one, mm-hmm. quite simply, and I'm still trying to remember the name. It'll come to me, though, but I know I can give you an al- uh, an alternate one that's actually a pretty good one, and that's Overlord. Overlord, yeah. We have to go with Overlord. Yeah. Because with Overlord, you have a person that's in a video game world. He goes to sleep, and he wakes up as the character, <laughs> and he does all this crazy stuff. And to the creators of Overlord, please, please, please hurry up with the new <laughs> season for the anime. We're tired of waiting. Well, uh, another really good one is uh, Tina the Horrible. Or... Yes, Tina the Evil. Tina yeah. the Evil, yes. Which was originally titled uh, 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 War Through the Eyes of a Little Girl. But um, the series focuses on a guy who dies and ends up getting reincarnated as a little girl in an alternate world where it is essentially about the 1920s. Where, but the difference is, is that he has like psychic abilities. So, yeah. And it's really interesting and of course, the god, or as he likes to refer to him as a mysterious being, X, uh, keeps trying to basically make him 
you know, believe in God, even though here he is giving him the chance to still be alive and everything. But he keeps denouncing him. Mm-hmm. So he, so mysterious being X keeps basically messing with him, which then goes into a fun little goofy series. Because <laughs> since we kind of mentioned all all of them, um, which is called Isekai Quartet, which is a little um, short episode series, um, all done in kind of super deformo style of characters from Tina the the Evil. Uh, Kono Subarashi, uh, Overlord. Overlord, and uh, ReZero. So all all these characters are kind of in this world where they all got moved over there somehow through some weird thing, and they're basically playing that they're in high school. Yes. So yes. Yeah. again, and that's a really fun, lighthearted one. Then that you can watch this if you understand all the characters from the other series or you've seen the other series. This is a good little thing to look at as a lighthearted version of everything else that all these other characters go through. <laughs> to the point where, well, one of the best episodes is where um, Tina realizing uh, Aqua is a goddess and thinks that she's a mysterious being X and starts getting ready to go full attack mode on her. And obviously Aqua is freaking out. <laughs> but then you have, uh, what's his name? Uh, Subaru from... from uh, from ReZero, yeah, the main character, who just kind of sits there like, eh, and whatever. Ein is there, and he's like, "This guy must have seen some things because he wasn't even phased by this." <laughs> so I think we can actually wrap it up with that because I am not about to <laughs> suggest any etchy or hentai series for anyone to watch. You can go on any of your favorite adult sites. To look up your choice of movie or video. You can research different websites that cater to such videos. But here in Cheshire's Place, we are not going to be dropping mysterious names of different websites. Mysterious Girlfriend X? Yeah, just like that. (laughs) We're not going to be dropping... Which is a weird, weird series. Yeah, Yeah. Kind of edgy, kind of just weird. Yeah, yeah. But we're not going to give any hints on where to find these things. I'm sure everyone, if interested, could actually find these. Matter of fact, in terms of hentai manga, there's actually a few websites online that cater to the selling and distribution of said products. Feel free to take a look at it. Actually, you can even go on Amazon and look up some. Amazon's pulling the Australia thing as well. So. Yeah, there, there's different websites that you can go to for all this, just saying. So I think that is it for us for tonight's episode. Tomorrow, hopefully, we'll be able to have everyone for Geeking Around the Table, Halloween edition. Maybe. Hopefully. Kind of. We'll see what happens. I have a couple of phone calls to make because... It's been a while since we had Baby Alley and Spoinkle Bob on the show. Who knows? I mean, I do have an extra mic. We may add in Pokemat if he's free. Granted, it'll be the first time we have five of us on here. It'll probably be chaotic, but hey, tis the season. Exactly. Seasons of tizzing. Now, also try to remember that on the first of next month, it is Daylight Savings Time. 
we will be rolling back the clock. For, for those who, who are in the areas that do that, I know there are some areas outside of the U.S., but mostly it's in the U.S., I believe. Yes. Um, and there are some areas in the U.S. that doesn't do it either, but be like Cher and turn back time. Exactly. So this has been Cheshire's Place, a looking glass into logical madness. For my wonderful, esteemed co-host, Monkey. Monkey, once again, thank you for being on. Thank you again for having me. I am your host, the melodious one, Mr. Cheshire. And just as my namesake, the Cheshire Cat, I am everywhere, yet nowhere. We'll see you tomorrow for a special edition of Geeking Around the Table. Have a good night. (laughs) 